specifically like to pronounce things wrong, though. There's no way that you could have gotten Kiyomo from... It sounds like Japanese or something. That's probably his nickname, because he liked key bumps back in the day. No, it's probably got to do something with the nipple ring. Oh, God. Such a power move, dude. Personally, just seeing Kiyomo's makes me want a nipple ring. Kuomo. Kuomo makes Kuomo. me want a nipple ring. You just say, like, Kuo, it's in, like, like, status quo, Kuomo. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Well, welcome that back. Is Cuomo, to, actually, shit, yeah, damn. Yeah, welcome back to uh, what is now called neoliteral. Neoliteral. It, it was always called neoliteral from the beginning. We knew this I is just, what this I, is going to be called. I just had to find it in the deep recesses of my mind. Yeah, deep, deep recess. But welcome back to what is technically episode two, even though it's actually episode three, but no one knows that. We'll do a director's cut lost episode for the uh, box set. Well, we're going to have people on Twitter. Around Re- holiday season. Release the Dane cut. Of yeah, we got to get, get the Dane cut out there. <laughs> the Dane cut trending. Because my voice actually, my voice sounds like shit in, in this current iteration, which is probably fine. Because uh, I'm not, you know, hosting or anything. Uh but, like, in the first one, my voice was coming in pristine, and you sounded like shit. And it could have been, like, a totally different, uh, you know, branching uh, time parallel, whatever. Oh, yeah, no, your voice was coming in very clear in the first one, and mine was coming in, like, very, very statically like this. Um, but it's it fixed now. I think it a lo-fi uh, sense of genuity. Some, in- some indie cred? Yeah. So... This week has been uh, a fucking nightmare for the Democratic Party, which is awesome. They are doing their best. Is that what we're calling it? They're doing their they're they're putting their best foot forward. Yeah, into their own mouth, but yes. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So, we'll start with... Let's go. <laughs> so we'll start with uh, a new tour stop has been added to the Joe Biden alienate every single voter tour that he's been on. Yes, Joe, Joe Biden, don't vote for Joe Biden 2020, 3-0, 3-3-0. That's his full campaign slogan, I'm pretty sure. See, I've been calling it the Joe Biden, please don't vote for me, I'm so tired tour. Hey, does he have a campaign slogan? Yeah, dude, no malarkey. No, that's not really, like, he's, there's like Team Joe. I want to picture, I, for some reason I think it's I with Joe, which is just hilarious. I hope that, like... The rest of the Democratic candidates until the end of time uh, are all just, I'm with Hillary, I'm with Joe, I'm with uh, fucking Malia, I'm with uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Like, let's just, like, it's all just, I'm with this individual person, and it, that's going to be the, the ending Democratic campaign slogan. I mean, it works. When you make a slogan, you got to, like, make it look good in a Twitter oh, bio. Man. When it hits, it hits. I mean, it hits, dude. I think for hey, a while. Do people... I sound hella windy? No, not at all, actually. Okay, good. Because wind's going by, and I was wondering if there was like a certain powerful bluster behind my my words that implied the wisdom of a wilting willow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think for a while a lot of Democrats were trying to push um, like return to normalcy as Joe Biden's campaign yeah. slogan, but it never caught on. Well, that's not that's not a, a slogan either, though. Like, I mean, I guess it's kind of early in the game. But like, he's not, anyway. 
I feel like uh, Uncle Joe's coming pretty soon. Actually, wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. I, I think I actually do remember what uh, the campaign slogan is. It's You Ain't Black. Yes. Oh, man. So we'll start <laughs> off with, uh, I guess, that Joe Biden's made so many weird uh, anti-voter fucking speeches oh, yeah. in the past like week he that it's hard insists. to know where he to says start. All the time, vote for someone else. Go vote for Trump, buddy. Or, oh, go support another candidate. He has the most explicit messaging saying, all right, don't vote for me. Like, you literally, he's giving every reason, don't vote for me. If you, don't, if you believe uh, Tara Reid, don't vote for me. Uh, if you uh, want Medicare for all, don't vote for me. You know, if, you, if you're fat and you won't challenge me to a push-up contest, go vote for Trump. Uh, yeah. that's, that's Joe Biden's messaging. And uh, now he's finally extended it to the uh, African-American community in this country. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know which one of his campaign people told him it would be a good idea to go on Charlemagne the Gods show. Oh, yeah, I don't really know anything about him, but I can tell you that, like, it's pretty apparent that their original strategy of just hiding Joe Biden from any public appearances was actually the correct strategy, uh, because the dude can't go on any live stream with anyone, let alone, what is it, Charlemagne the... The God. Yeah, he's on the Breakfast Club. It's like mm-hmm. a radio program, now a podcast, I guess. But no, I mean, he's kind of like a notorious, like one of those interviewers that like you go on there and you expect to be tripped up. Like that's his whole thing is try to trip people up and get them to say shit that they normally wouldn't say. Yeah. Um, he's in it for the lols. <laughs> you know, right, so, as long as he's not tryhardy about it. No, I mean, like, he kind of I, I hate a, I hate a, a you know, by your logic, motherfucker. But, uh, like, I don't know. I feel like you got to do it for fun. Like, I don't know. At at some point you should, I mean, I guess that's the idea. You should realize if that's the reputation of his show, then why did no one on the Biden campaign speak up? And it's probably because they like me haven't really heard of it and didn't really know anything. And just saw I probably the Joe Rogan, uh, Bernie episode, and thought, oh, we got to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's I a, it. it's kind of a big voice to like, uh, not just so much the hip hop community, but like a lot of uh, younger people listen to that show, and a lot of people in the mid thirties. Uh, like, it's the okay. Gen X age group. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was gonna. Isn't it like Sirius XM or some shit? Or I want to say it, it, uh, it might even be like New York local. I'm not sure, but I know they have like an internet show and stuff like that too. But either way, like whoever told him to go on there, that was a very bad idea because, I mean, in theory, you want to go on there to reach voters who normally like maybe not too stoked on Joe Biden. But like the idea is to not actually put Joe Biden on it. Yeah, I mean, like the the kind of tragic thing here is like isn't I mean, I haven't actually looked at real polling numbers, but it did show in general uh, black people do support Joe Biden at least more than, I don't know, the average. Uh, Absolutely. So this wasn't even a demographic he had to go win over. It kind of ties no. into like the uh, the apparent VP choice, uh, you know, early rumblings of uh, uh, the Clobby Lobby taking over. But yeah. uh, like he, he's trying to appeal to a demographic he already had and is now at risk of pissing off like <laughs> and losing. It's insane. Uh, I honestly do not understand it at all. All right. Rain clouds. 
Oh, yeah. The uh, yeah. Biden campaign heard me talking. I'm, I'm moving inside. All right. Yep. They sicked harp on you. Damn. Fucking climate controller assholes. I know. Talk to Jesse Ventura about it. He knows all about it. But it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I just don't understand the game plan. And it's like, the idea here is to limit Joe Biden on television, radio, and literally anywhere where he can ramble, right? And it's like, you got to assume, did they really think that this was a good idea? Like, were they like, okay, you know what? People have been kind of giving us a little bit of an issue because Joe Biden hasn't been doing appearances. So let's, we trust that he's going to do a good job and we're going to throw him out and let him do appearances. Or is it, they want to fucking lose on purpose. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, two possible like archetypes of people that work for the Biden campaign. Uh, There are just absolute careerists like went to school to go work on a campaign or like to major in whatever that is. And then just, like it because this could just be the sort of thing like, oh, it's my job to be campaign manager. I don't really know anything about this position, but I, you know, from a uh, you know wealthy enough background that I schmutzed my way into this position, uh, he should go on a radio show. That's what candidates do. Right. Yeah. Let's let's find a radio show. What's a popular one? Oh, let's put him on. And like maybe that was the full amount of thought behind this. In fact, that's almost certainly what it was because no, the, sure. the other type of person that might be running it is the like seasoned veteran, like democratic operative, which is, there's probably more of in the Biden campaign than like, I feel like all those, the first type of people mostly hopped from like Kamala to uh, Warren to just kind of uh, to Pete, like none of them really ended up on the right there's a reason those campaigns all failed that they were run by people like that. Yes. But uh, I think that there's really no way that anyone that knew what they were doing politically would put him on unless they were indeed deliberately trying to tank his perception. But I think I'll, I'll chalk this one up to uh, pure stupidity. Pure stupidity. I don't know. So like last episode, we talked about how I, I believe the Democrat kind of have a plan to lose on purpose to gear up for 2024 but i started to have another theory pop up recently is it's in line with the same thing i was saying last time that i believe they are tanking joe biden on purpose but i'm starting to think that they're tanking joe biden on purpose to allow the american people to more likely accept an old switcheroo at the convention uh no that would definitely be the reason why they tank it it's kind of a I mean, they can also tank it with this other guy. They're basically just saying, we don't really care to win this one. Their their biggest horse in the race was denying Bernie the chance uh, to go up against Trump because they probably recognized that he could win or else they wouldn't have devoted as much effort to ignoring his candidacy uh, as they did. But um, I think... uh, I mean, Maybe it's they're a okay joke. with Biden. It's it's ridiculous. How do you? What are you doing? Like every day, it's just like every day you have to look at. We could have had Bernie, and as frustrated as anyone can rightfully be with Bernie right now, sure as shit. Can you imagine if a world where instead of Bernie having to bend the knee and endorsing Joe Biden, 
and uh, basically ignoring the Tara Reid accusations. Uh, can you imagine if, it's, if instead of having to do that, he was the nominee right now? Like, can uh. you imagine if Biden, like, that's the really hard part about all this is knowing that it was right there. It was as close in our grasp as it's ever been. And instead, we got the the bad ending. Like, we, we got the, you didn't collect the item you needed. Uh, yes. And now, like. Like, you played but, Until man. Dawn and you didn't save enough survivors, so you got the negative ending. Yeah, yeah, we got the negative ending. Uh, it's fucking terrible. I mean, you made bad decisions. Like, here we are with Joe Biden. We have a senile old man that you can't even trust to perform five minutes worth of radio, um, <laughs> like, fluently. Like, he's going to go off on some weird ramble at some point and kind of disenfranchise anyone who's listening. I will yeah. say he's talented at that. No, I mean, he is, he's very good at convincing people not to vote for him. He's done it. And I think two presidential elections before this, and uh, he's pulling it off again uh, for one last go in 2020. I mean, but, he's doing such a primo job of just going out, and every time he speaks, he gives the listeners another reason not to support him. It's great, honestly. Yeah, he's. Uh, this kind of got swept under the rug, of course. Uh, but the same day that he did that interview, uh, he, he was uh, getting interviewed, I think, on uh like some morning tv bullshit continuing to say he does not support medicare for all oh yeah i mean in the last week alone he's basically made it clear that if you are you're not really an african-american if you don't support joe biden which is like the most ridiculous fucking thing you could have possibly said is the whitest person to ever exist currently um he doesn't need latino support uh, if you believe in me too, yeah. yeah, you don't have to vote for him, and he wouldn't vote for him either. <laughs> he is running down the list of every non-white Democrat. Like, uh, all right, what we got? Uh, blacks, uh, we'll alienate them. Latinos, all right, we'll alienate them. Women, do we need them to win? No. Like, the progressive left? Nope. Get the them def- out. Certainly not. Anyone who cares about policy instead of identity? Nope. Uh, just bad policies is what we're going to do. I mean, realistically, it's fucking crazy because he's alienated all of these people. And aside from, like, your um, – I don't even remember her name, but the Nicole Yvette Brown. Aside from, like, people like that, I mean, you alienated pretty much everybody to the point where every fringe group that he really needed to grab onto to get their support to win – he has, in a week, alienated every single one of them. Oh, yeah, no. He has – I mean, it's a declaration. And, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier. What is the Democratic messaging right now? Except basically, fuck off. Like, Yeah, no, it's for real. It's, you, you, if you don't like Trump, you have to vote for us. Yeah, it's literally it's, – it's the laziest political effort I've seen, like – we're in the middle of a deadly crisis. There's a 9-11 of people dying every day. And Trump is on there, at least, you know, he's even finally putting on a mask. And for him to put on a mask is just such a bigger show of anything, which is a testament to how low Trump has set the bar for everyone's political expectations. Uh, but what have the Democrats even done? Like, like has there been Pelosi called him fat? That's been the entire, like, out of all the leadership, uh, fucking Schumer, Pelosi, Biden himself, like, who, what is the Democratic voice right now? What, what is the party supposed to be here? 
I don't know. And I, I'm not even really sure who their actual base of support is anymore at this point. Like wine moms. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, it's, have you ever heard of a Chuck Schumer's imaginary family? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately. Uh, well, dear listener, if you're not already familiar, uh, Chuck Schumer, who is the, uh, uh, Senate minority leader, uh, <coughs> is, uh, he, he is holds in his heart and in his mind, the image of a family. And he says that he always makes laws thinking of this specific family in mind. And it's like six figure income, uh, wife voted for Hillary, dad voted for Trump. They both loved Obama and Bush before that. And they, they're a little concerned about their property taxes going up. And like, you may have noticed that this is not a real fucking person anymore. And if they are, they definitely don't vote Democrat and they never no. will. They are conservatives. And the Democratic operation appears to be trying to – I think they were – they thought they were playing Republicans because in the past couple decades, the Republican base was turning batshit crazy, conspiracy theory, Fox News, IV drip, uh, just absolute batshit. And uh, then they started taking over the party and actually starting to win elections, and then those batshit crazy people actually had power – and Democrats are like, oh, well, this is great. We've we've completely let them destroy themselves. And in fact, they were just generating more power as the Democrats just sort of inched right up to the to the left of wherever the Republicans were and said, oh, we're the we're the lesser evil. Vote for us. And that worked for however long. But now that's they're trying to pull off just like they're going to pick off all the, the reasonable Republicans all the the never Trump people like they're never actually going to vote for Clinton or Biden. Like it's never going to happen. It's never worked. No earthly sense as a political strategy. They're trying to appeal. They are alienating masses of people, entire communities, all to pick up the tiniest little fucking scraps that their enemy is leaving on the ground. It's, it's batshit insane as a national political strategy. And it's what has gotten us Joe Biden. And it's like they don't take into account that the one thing the Republican base does better than any other political wing in this entire country is they fall in line no matter no matter what. Oh, yeah. Actually, that was I was surprised uh, around Super Tuesday when everyone actually pretty much fell in line behind Biden because Democrats typically don't do that. Yeah, typically, except for the fact that we have this evil orange boogeyman in the White House that everybody needs to feel good about getting rid of. Yeah. And it's like, especially with the whole Pelosi calling Trump fat thing, it's like it's not even a good burn. And people lost their Um, mind like she was out here like Roastmaster General Jeff Ross. Okay, my official take is that it is funny that Nancy Pelosi called him fat. How she said it was nothing funny about her. Like there was nothing actually funny about the delivery. It was stiff. It was forced. She she was later talking about how he he has doggy do. And she like said that phrase twice in the same burn. And it's just like it's I don't like using this word because it's, you know, overused as hell. But it's cringy as hell. No, it is. But it is objectively funny from an external factor that like 
the third in line to be president and the supposed most powerful influential Democrat at the moment, par Biden, uh, <laughs> this is the best she can come up with. As she goes on, I love that she's insulting Trump's uh, appearance. And then she goes on to this, uh, you know, these video, whatever recordings of her calling Trump fat. And she is just like shining in weird makeup and just like eyebrows crawling off her face. She looks like a fucking crayon that's melting. <laughs> like anyone is going to talk about someone's appearance in politics and it's going to be Nancy Pelosi. Like, yeah, sorry. No. I mean, she she doesn't need to be, you know, but like fucking if you're, you're going to talk right now. If you're going to talk about someone's appearance, you should probably make sure you don't look like one of the Nazis that looked at the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> You know, and it's like the Trump campaign in itself has already demonstrated that Joe Biden is not it's not ready for the fucking hailstorm. It is going to get in literally in eight hours. They already had hashtag you ain't black Joe Biden T-shirts on the Trump website. I mean, I have seen I I retweeted them both. They're they're sold out. Retweeting uh, quote tweets of two videos that I've since seen. Uh, them put out uh, against Biden, and they're both fucking good. Like there was the uh, uh, <clears throat> there was one that was just like uh, kind of pointing out like his dumb like you ain't black thing whatever, uh, and then there was another one that was all like gritty and serious, and it was talking about Joe Biden's record because Joe Biden will often say you know I'm going to govern as Joe Biden. I'm going to be the same way I've been the last forty years. I'm not going to be worst. running some progressive campaign. Which is inviting everyone to do the one thing his handlers will hope no one does, because he has the worst fucking record of any Democratic uh, uh, operative in the past however many years since he's been around of basically voting against the Democrats every time. Like, he's absolutely a Republican in a sheep's clothing. I would be willing to say that his record is, if not a little worse, just as bad as George W. Bush's record. There's there is no meaningful difference. Really. No. There, like there's like there people say, oh, you know, vote blue no matter who. We need to make sure there's a Democrat in office. And Joe Biden is the absolute illustration of no, it doesn't fucking matter if somebody just has a fucking D next to their name despite being a Republican their entire life, because that's what Joe Biden is. And now you've got a video from the Trump campaign uh, attacking Joe Biden on his criminal uh uh, justice record from the left. Like there's like Trump it's is insane. saying Joe Biden was disproportionately tough on crime in African-American communities and uh, is a major reason for prisons filling up. It's like, yeah, he is. Oh, he is. And, and, and you chose to run that. Like, what are you thinking? No. And, and it's like, it's insane because the Democrats always have the, uh, mindset that you know we're the lesser of two evils that's their whole slogan essentially and by putting up joe biden it's arguable it's arguable that they're not the lesser of two evils it's almost i look i really have a tough time deciding if a joe biden presidency actually has any benefit over a trump presidency and really, if it couldn't possibly be worse. And the fact that I'm even having to have that, like, thought, like, is terrible. It's no awful. matter which one, it, like, it sucks. But really, like, Joe Biden winning could 
not only keep basically the same things happening under the Trump administration in place, because a lot of them are just a continuation of uh, fucking the rest. Honestly, who's who's to say that Joe Biden has, is better at like talking to a foreign leader or something? Do we have he's, any confidence that no. he won't shoot from the hip in the same exact fucking way Trump will? Uh, no, it'll be worse. He's going to flood the fucking Democrats that are against everything that we believe in with more power than they have had in a decade, basically. Uh, and then we're fucked. <laughs> like, no, it's terrible. Like, it's, it's not a good situation to be in. I mean, when you this is probably the first election that you can literally look at and be like, I don't see a discernible difference between these two candidates and what their presidency is going to mean for the United States. That's wow. fucking crazy. This is the first time this has really ever happened. I mean, even when we had like stale ass John Kerry, like he was still better than the Bush era conservative base. Yeah. I, I talk about offering absolutely no vision, no image of what to expect from Democratic leadership from here on out besides working against their own party. I mean, Trump has hit on this at every opportunity. He's talked about how poor, crazy Bernie, uh, the Democrats are rigging the election against him. He's and, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, for all his fucking terrible fucking features, he does have a political instinct that is at least vastly superior than any of the fucking establishment Democrats that we've been stuck with. Exactly. Like, he is able to identify... The, the basic primal, you know, currents of political thought and and movement and shit way better. And uh, <laughs> the Democrat, I mean, these videos, you watch them, if you were in, like a new voter or like you didn't really care about politics and you saw either of these two votes, their uh, videos, they'd be pretty fucking convincing. They'd certainly be a better look than anything that the Democrats are pulling off right now. Absolutely. I mean, they definitely would, especially if you're like an 18 year old kid and you just got the, you know, essentially the right to vote and you don't come from a, like a political family. And all you hear, all you hear is like how negative Trump is. And then you watch these videos and you're like, uh, this guy kind of sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, and that's not a good look. It, and especially because Joe Biden is killing his general, like the general base of the Democrats, in addition to like want to be, you know, liberal minded white people is generally like minority groups are typically a very heavy base in the democratic electorate. And for Joe, they Biden, are wow, absolutely a, taken for granted by the Democrats. Absolutely. It's insane. Like the way they take advantage of it, they just assume like, well, you wouldn't ever vote for Trump. So you're going to vote for whoever we put up. No, I mean, really just the, the specific phrasing of what Joe Biden said was extremely telling. Like, they are the arbiters of what is and what isn't black culture. And Joe Biden gets to decide whether like is going to actually try and use that attack, uh, that line of attack. And, you know, just absolutely explicitly disenfranchise entire groups of voters. And he does it again and again without remorse. He's oh. proud of it. He feels good about it. Actually, frankly, you want to know what's really creepy? Like what's really weird? Is you see the clip of him dropping the "you ain't black" line? Did yes. you hear a stutter? Did you hear any of the fucking like haziness? Yes. He was clear as fuck. The only time I've ever heard this guy be lucid is when he's telling somebody how much he hates them and doesn't respect them politically. <laughs> like go oh, back and so watch true. it. His eyes 
are sharp as they have oh. ever been. It's they like honestly he, light up I, a little bit. He really only ever stutters and struggles uh, and fucking dementias out uh, whenever he's trying to remember the nice thing he's supposed to say. There, he can't fucking do it. But Joe Biden absolutely shows you who he really is in exactly those fucking moments. I know. In the moments of negativity is exactly when he presents his real, true demon he self. Is nothing but a cruel old shit who fucking is, <laughs> regardless of what you want to say about the uh, Tara Reid allegations, there's hours worth of fucking C-SPAN footage of him just sniffing little girls and rubbing their shoulders exactly. on fucking camera. Like. He has a record in every single bad decision the Democrats have made since he has been in office. He has been a part of, if not a major force in making sure it happened. There is nothing redeemable about this man, and there's nothing that he can offer the Democratic Party. No benefit whatsoever uh, besides maybe winning. Maybe. But, I mean, even that, I honestly – Regardless what the polling numbers show, I just think after this week, like, that those are not going to be accurate anymore. I mean, yes. uh, We should compare, if anything, we should compare his poll numbers to Hillary Clinton's poll numbers because they do have plenty of similarities. Uh, And uh, Hillary Clinton right about now was, I think, like 10, maybe 12 points higher against Trump. So actually... These numbers where Biden appears to have a slight lead over the least popular president in modern history, uh, it's actually bad numbers uh, from what we're seeing. And the, these tiny little leads mean absolutely nothing. He has nowhere to go but down. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the more exposure he gets, the more – because, I mean, if you weren't paying attention to the primary, which, I mean – Realistically, a lot of people were not paying attention to oh, no, primary no, that, coverage. That's I mean, just we for were. the freaks like us that want to, you know, inject that shit directly into our veins and then get to be like, you know, when politics starts happening for everyone, you can be the person who goes like, I know who that is. Like, everyone be like, who the fuck is Amy Klobuchar? I'll be like, oh, I know who Chloe is. Let me tell you. She can throw a stapler at somebody and then snap it right back to her hand like Thor. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, she is a. The fact that they announced that she's being vetted for VP is honestly fucking awesome, dude. It's It's, so sweet. The biggest brain play because there was a lot of possibilities with the female VP, which he pledged to do, because then everyone got to imagine what they wanted to imagine. Uh, And so there are two women, I think, in particular that most people would have had in mind. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Klobuchar pisses them off both. And oh, they yeah. Were both that Biden needed to win. And instead, he picked Klobuchar, who is basically just already absolutely appeals to the same Biden people that Biden already had. No, I mean, her support base is literally the same people who would support Joe Biden normally. And even if you look at it from, a, OK, we need this is a battleground state and this person would be popular in that state. I mean, they have what? Republicans haven't won Minnesota since like what, 72? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, it's been a long ass time. I have no yeah. idea what it is. I think but. it's since the 70s. Like, and so Sounds she brings right. absolutely nothing to the table. Yeah, the one state that she had any clobmentum in. Uh, 
<laughs> there is absolutely no risk of losing. She couldn't be a, a more useless VP choice uh, besides just appealing, basically honoring the pledge to uh, pick a woman uh, as a VP over uh, Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris, both of whom, uh, in particular, Liz Warren, have sold out fantastically for apparently nothing. And that for will, nothing. That, that does. Really, Liz Warren uh, recently uh, going out and saying that she uh, she no longer thinks that Medicare for all is is the path forward, and and that improvements to the Affordable Care Act are what people want right now. And that's fucking interesting because it's all of the public polling on wanting universal health care seems to suggest that everyone fucking wants it. And this pandemic is only making the argument for it even more important as we see other countries that have functioning infrastructure uh, that are managing this health crisis way fucking better than we are. Significantly better. I mean, you haven't heard Italy in the, you know, in the news for weeks, even possibly months for a reason. Yeah. I mean, there's places that are already starting to be able to reopen safely instead of needing to be like containing protests of being able to open because we fucking suck at our job. Uh, Like that's, that's what we got. Like, but I mean, what do you think the whole play was here? Like why, why Klobuchar of all people? Like what is their thought process on it? Because it doesn't make any sense because like, as far as like a risk factor for the Joe Biden campaign, I mean, selecting Elizabeth Warren is just as low of a risk factor as Klobuchar. I mean, she'll uh, sell no, out her ideals in a second. No, Liz Warren is is way she's got baggage. She is uh, in the bottom. I can't remember, but single digits uh, least popular senator in the country. Like outside of the Democrats, you forget just how much like Republicans hate Liz Warren and think she's. Like I mean, they smart and, do. Like there, there's a strong dislike for Liz. I mean, she got fucking fourth in her own state or whatever. What did she get? Third, uh, I think. Was even it, third, was maybe. It third. Possibly. Either way, she didn't get first in her home state, uh, where she is actually pretty strongly disliked. Um, she was a total liability, and I don't think the Biden campaign really wants to invite any discussions of differing political views. I don't think that Biden feels the need to pick a token lefty to appeal to lefties as much as Obama felt the need to pick a token right wing to appeal to right wing in his vice president choice. That's true. It's just it goes in line with the weird uh, Democratic kind of political play that they've been doing the last two election cycles, which is instead of picking a vice presidential candidate that will draw in people that normally may not vote for that candidate. They've just selected someone who's exactly the same or no one's heard of. Yeah. Uh, Democrats don't want to talk about policy right now. They, and they, I mean, Kamala would make, honestly, I'd be, I, cause we can't say for sure that it's Klobuchar. It's the first and only announced vetting that we've heard of, but you know, we don't know everything going on and it's still possible that it could be someone else. But if it's not Kamala or frankly, if it is any white woman, that is going to piss off a like the K hive is going to like implode. Oh, which is kind of awesome. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty sweet. Oh, it'll be hilarious. Oh, it'll be great. I can't wait till all those little bumblebee fucking Twitter pages literally go up in flames. Oh yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so good. But I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Klobuchar, I understand 
just the way Joe Biden's campaign has been handling things, I can't, it makes the most sense for just how they've been doing stuff. Yeah, I uh, really don't think there's that much coherent thought happening. No, I don't uh, think so either. Um, I, think I think there's a just, lot of power being uh, wait, thrown around and wasted, uh, but I don't think there's a lot of conscious thought behind the Democratic Party these days. It always cracks me up when like Republicans think that Democrats are, are participating in these grand conspiracies, like they're doing coronavirus. They're like, they said, oh, the Democrats got to crash the economy. And it's like, you think that Democrats have the fucking power and organization to do that? That's hilarious. As somebody who counts on fuckers to fight Republicans, the idea that Democrats can actually operate anything on a massive scale is uh, a laugh and a half for sure. They couldn't even covertly sabotage their own primary, and you think you oh, get no. like, and you think they're gonna sabotage Trump in a covert manner where there's no evidence? You're insane. Yeah, and I mean Klobuchar does make a lot of sense though, because when it comes down to it, she brings the least, I would say, risk to the Biden campaign. I mean Joe Biden himself is the most risk that has yeah. ever existed, but like sort of a Tim Kaine choice. Yeah, she is. She's not going to fuck it. People have at least like heard of uh, Klobuchar a little bit. Sort of. I, I guess. Like, more than like when I remember when Tim Kaine was announced, I was like, who the fuck is that? Like, well, I, I didn't even know. I didn't know if he was a senator. I didn't know if he was a governor. I honestly had yeah. no idea who he was. I even knew who Mike Pence was because I was like, oh, that's the crazy fucking guy from Indiana. Mm. But. Tim Kaine, I was like, who is this? I mean, at least I know yeah. who Klobuchar is, but that's also not really a great thing because I know who Klobuchar is. Yeah, but I mean, she's uh, a uh, you know strong political uh, woman, lady boss, uh, who agrees with Biden on most fundamental issues, which is to say that uh, people don't deserve shit and uh, they should feel bad for asking and uh, incarcerating uh, black people is great. Yeah, because she uh, she's got that on her record too. I mean, Kamala Harris uh, enjoys that too. So yeah, to be fair, I think a lot of them do. But uh, she's politically not dissonant at all, and checks off the "we picked a woman" uh, box in the uh, "How to Win an Election for Dummies" book that the Democrats are are reading. Yeah, so right now I'm reading a list of the potential people to be vetted right now, um, and one name kind of sticks up quite a bit because I mean there is there are Klobuchar people. This is obviously like a hopeful list that states you know Kamala Harris okay, and Elizabeth say, Warren. Is this like an official thing of people who have been or? Well, so these like- are apparently a campaign leak that is apparently real, oh. but it's probably not. Um, one that sticks up is uh, a little local legend coming through, uh, Tammy Duckworth. Yeah, I have Dark heard that. Dark Horse. I have heard that. Um, and honestly, she is in our uh, area, and I really don't know anything about her, which is kind of weird. She's a freshman, I know. This is her first term. Um, she is... Huh? How, how much do you know? About uh, Duckworth? Honestly, yeah. really nothing. I've been out of the local politics game since probably Obama's second term was the last time I worked in campaign, so I honestly haven't really been paying attention very much, especially in like the state congress levels. Okay. She is, uh, you know, she's in a wheelchair? Yeah, yeah. I knew she was like a wounded veteran. Yeah, she got her uh, legs blown off in uh, the Middle East somewhere, and 
you know, that's a big part of her senatorship. Honestly, that's kind of a smart play if they're going after Republicans, though. Trump can't make fun of her. I yeah. Mean, yeah, he can. Are he you can. sure? <laughs> yeah, he can. Are he can do sure? whatever he wants, to be honest with yeah. you. Uh, he absolutely uh, could. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. She has no, I mean, she's totally inexperienced. She's, I mean, this is her first, uh, what is it? This is her first term. So I, I don't, I don't know. I, look, it could be anyone except probably not Stacey Abrams. You see that? No, uh, it definitely clip? will not be Stacey Abrams. Did you see that clip? That was amazing. No, no I did she, not. Uh, so, <laughs> it was weird. They were doing like one of those like talking heads, you know, they got uh, Joe Biden in on one side, Stacey Abrams in the other, and she's just beaming, you know, she's all happy. And uh, then they got the news anchor lady in the middle and she's going like, all right, well, uh, and they're just having a little talk or something about Joe's campaign. It's like, well, uh, Joe, is there a reason you wanted to have us all on? Because the three of them, you know, didn't get together too often. Stacey yeah, Abrams is why. on screen with Joe Biden. <laughs> and and he just starts going, well, you know, I just wanted to say how much I like Stacey Abrams and she's she does a real good job and she blah, blah, blah. And her face just falls when she realizes this was not a VP announcement. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. <laughs> it is hilarious. You can see the moment where she realizes that she sold out for nothing. It's going to be really fun to watch. It's like, how many of you... Uh, how many people just lined up and said they didn't believe in Tara Reid and they didn't believe in what they campaigned on uh, less than a year ago and all this shit, all for you not to be the VP. It's like uh, The Bachelor, but uh, shitty with uh, the VP candidates. That's fantastic. So I'm reading the USA Today shortlist right now. Um uh, they're saying Stacey Abrams has zero chance, which is awesome. Um, Kamala Harris has a very, very low chance, if at all yeah, possible. Yeah, I don't see it. She, she kind of – she attacked – she hit Biden kind of hard, I think, right? Uh, she kind of I mean, called him out early yeah. on. She dropped out so early, but uh, I feel like I remember her hitting Biden kind of hard. Yeah, apparently the shortlist includes um, Representative Val Demings from Florida, uh, who I don't know much about her, um, but – Democrat from Florida is all I really need to see to know that that's not okay, great. Okay, sure. Yep. Um, and then the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, I feel like I her is well, she got uh, they were protesting on her on yes. her front steps, weren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's not really going to do a whole lot of good to bring her on to. She's probably tanked. Yeah. She's yeah. Done. But I mean, realistically, anyone they choose, it'll more. I mean, reading the names of the shortlist, I mean, honestly, I think it will be Klobuchar over any of these people. I could totally see Biden just get like walking off the debate stage for the for, for like the fifth time he's ever met Klobuchar, but doesn't remember her each time. It's like, wow, Jack, that girl's got some sass. <laughs> like, yeah, she keeps he keeps calling her. He keeps calling her Tulsi. <laughs> Like, like someone he ran up against and fucking no, he's probably never had to run against women in an election before. No, no. I mean, literally the only women he's ever interacted with are his wife and like the occasional <laughs> ones he touched inappropriately. Actually, Sarah Palin. Oh yeah. Who he probably also <laughs> touched inappropriately, at least sniffed her hair once uh, or twice. She was, I bet she was into it. Oh yeah, dude. 
She's attracted Tara to Tara Palin okay. and Joe Biden have absolutely hooked up. Like, uh, like absolutely willing, consensually, just like, like, hey, you want to get your bone on? And she goes, like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I can see Russia. I don't even want to do the voice. This is tired. This is a sad bit. I don't want to Sarah think about Palin. this. Anymore. Yeah, dude. Sarah Palin, Tina Fey should really send like a like a bouquet to her Ooh. for resurrecting her career. But this does give me a moment uh, to bring up my theory, which if uh, Klobuchar is the VP pick after all, uh, will only confirm it. Uh, but uh, or my hypothesis, rather, I should say, not theory. No, I've, I've, I've tested this. We'll call it a theory. My theory is that... Uh, Klobuchar is the Sarah Palin of the left, uh, of the liberals, we'll say. That Klobuchar is the Sarah Palin because they both are super, like, cutesy in a way they shouldn't be. Because, like, let's not forget about Klobuchar's, like, blizzard joke that she said, like, three fucking times in in three fucking nights. Oh, my God, I forgot Uh, all about that. Like, she totally thinks, I mean, she dropped plenty of fucking zingers uh, trying to Is that to what we're calling them? Just, you know, corny uh, mom jokes. And that's that's what brings me in uh, to my greater point, is that they are both parties, the Republicans and Democrats, uh, respective worst kind of mom. Yeah, no, that's pretty accurate, too. And but it's their aim was to appeal to the Republican moms. Klobuchar is to appeal to the conservative Democrat moms. And it's just the worst. Like, it's just this is what we have to deal with right now is we have to deal with the Klobuchar Biden ticket. Oh, if you asked me if this is how this was going to go, like shortly before Super Tuesday, I would have said no way. But here we are. Yeah, it's it seemed so good. And then this life was good right after Nevada. You know, mm. things were good. I knew that Bernie Sanders was still going to get rat fucked into oblivion at some point, but I could like live. I was feeling soundly. great. I was just like walking down the street and like music was playing behind me, you know, like little birds chirping or some shit. I was having brunch thinking about Hillary 2016, you know, mm. what could have been. God damn. I really wish they would sneak her in there. I'm just waiting for it, man. I really hope it'll happen. Hillary Clinton as VP. If that was the woman, uh, I would. Yes. I would die. I would be oh, so man. happy. I, mean, I would I would laugh until like my jaw just kept getting wider and wider until I was like inside out, just some eldritch <laughs> terror. Like that's that's what would happen if if Hillary Clinton was the VP. Maybe that's how she gets to be president cuz then she uh, you know, uh Jeffrey Epstein's uh Biden and, uh, uh, honestly, I don't think she needs to. He'll die of natural first, causes. <laughs> no, she will though, because like she can't, she can't let natural causes take her, uh, her kill away from her. She that's, doesn't get to do this often. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, she doesn't get to axe political opponents very often. But I mean, I just feel like they're missing a golden opportunity to throw Hillary Clinton in there, not because she'd win, but just because the, this is the only time they have to do it. They might as well do it. I know that's what they want. So like, and every all the Democratic base that would support Joe Biden would. I don't think they like Hillary Clinton, dude. Yeah, I don't think so either. But it's like, do you remember anyone seeming that enthusiastic about her in 2016? Like the people that were supposed to be. mm, I don't know. No, but I just think those people lack enthusiasm. Period. Yeah, I don't know. She had the Parks and Rec endorsement, but. 
that's the worst endorsement you could possibly get. Yeah, I mean, so did John McCain, and look how he turned out. He's dead. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's the kiss of death to a political career, realistically. Uh, oh, shit, Joe Biden had a lot of endorsements off that show, didn't he? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, Amy Poehler was horny for him all the time, I think. I Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you're right. That's the kiss of death. He's losing for sure. Um, but, I mean, we'll get off of Joe Biden because he's a tired, dead horse, literally. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about uh, COVID-19 again. Mm, yes. So, the USA's COVID numbers are spiking, of course. Good. Um, now the CDC we came out. We got the out. highest numbers, baby. Hell yeah, number one. Number best country one. in the world. Number one. Are you tired so, of winning? Nah, nah. All day. We win everything. World Wars got it. COVID deaths, number one. Hell yeah. Infantility? So, <laughs> so the CDC said, uh, basically came out and was like, COVID is not easily spread through surfaces. That was kind of something they announced. Now, it's like, I know what the CDC was trying to do, which was they were trying to just calm a few people out. Like, hey, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, you don't have to buy up all the Lysol wipes. It doesn't spread easily through surfaces like door handles and things like that. All right. The problem is, is when they said that, now everyone was like, oh, okay, so it's not a big deal. Reopen everything. Mm. No. No, it still transmutes extremely easily through the air and through particles. And that's going to be a problem because now we are deciding that, oh, okay, we're bored with COVID. Let's just open everything back up. People die, they die, fine, whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, Illinois is doing a slower opening, which is good. I mean, it's probably the one positive thing I can say about fat-ass J.B. Prisker. It always uh, yeah, hey, no, at least worse. we have a Democrat in office. Oh, God, I hate that so much. I mean, he's probably still better than Bruce Rauner, because I just generally don't think that guy knew what he was doing. Yeah. But, I mean, we're doing a slow opening, but there's other places that are just going, full stop, we're opening everything right now, fuck it. Oh, yeah, no. I, Texas I mean, just said, you know what, fuck it. I just feel like their leadership basically just looked out and was like, you know what? We got a lot of Latinos to get rid of. Let's just fucking open it back up real quick. And everyone's like, yeah. Our uh, sheriff uh, announced that he would not uh, punish or enforce any laws that businesses aren't, you know, businesses aren't supposed to open. He said that he would not punish anyone who broke the laws, that he he would not enforce them. So, you know, that's cool. Why is that even a position anymore, realistically? Uh, sheriff? Yeah, what the fuck, dude? This is not Deadwood. We don't uh, need a sheriff. Yeah, well, who's going to walk around with a gun at fundraisers and uh, talk about, uh, you know, ah, this is a nice uh, nice venue or whatever. I don't know. Fucking, I, I literally can't come up with what a sheriff does besides telling people. I mean, you direct the police force, I guess. You tell I mean, them I what thought to the do chief did that. and what laws to enforce. In case everyone forgot, I don't know, man. You think I know about police life? No, hell no. I think, absolutely I think they not. matter. No. I think we learned about lives that matter, dude. <laughs> but, I mean, with all the negatives surrounding COVID, I mean, there is a lot. People's lives are irreparably changed. You know, healthy people are becoming unhealthy because of it, and their lives are being altered. Businesses are shutting down. People are, you know, dying in the streets. But there is a silver lining. A bright light has opened in the sky. Nature is healing. 
Nature is healing. Uh, no. Uh, Nira Tandon <laughs> has been tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, hey, we we love all people on this show, on Neoliteral. Yes. Uh, we are pro-life. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not saying and, uh, that she should die. I'm just saying that it's pretty ironic that the number one opponent of Medicare for All now is getting fucked up by COVID-19. Well, she probably has that fancy rich person's health insurance. Which is funny, because even fancy rich person's health insurance fucking sucks because we live in the United States. So it's great. Doesn't it? I always figured at least that premium shit oh, had to hit pretty No, hard. she's not near rich enough to have like that Tom Hanks insurance, dude. Hmm. She's a political analyst. She has like city employee health care at best. I don't know about that. I mean, probably I like, a little bit better, but I mean, it's still she's still going to be paying like fifty thousand dollars at the end of the day, probably. She's going to be fine. That's the only reason I'm doing the whole like, uh, you know, pretending not to hope that COVID takes her bit uh, is because she probably will live and then she'll track us down and and sick her trolls on us or whatever she does. No, she'll probably uh, just like track me down and drain me for adrenochrome. <laughs> At this point, but I mean, realistic, it's just ironic that you could be such oh, a proponent yeah. against, you know, Medicare for all well, and, and get hit she, with COVID. Straight. She was very, very critical uh, of talking um, about how in the midst of the primary, when that was still happening, which remember that when, you know, half the states got to vote. Oh, yeah, uh, I do remember that. Yeah. But, uh you know, for her to be like, oh, so is this a campaign uh, saying that they should shut down the, the election? You know, th- this virus isn't worth sacrifice or whatever. And then uh, she tweets, you know, today being like, my muscles hurt. This is bad. I, this is terrible. I didn't even do. I was social distancing. I shouldn't have this. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> like, No, this is karma because you sent all these yeah, people to go vote during this and probably caused a lot of them to contract this. This is fucking karma. This is what you get. Mm-hmm. When you put bad out, you get bad in return. Finally, one of the bad people got it. I know, which is awesome. Did uh, you see uh, Trump, his interview about whether he had tested positive or negative? No, it doesn't matter. He's not going to tell he, us. He, no, he did. He, did, he seriously goes he's like walking through it's like you know how they always got like the interviews on the lawn or whatever yes and he's going, he's just like well you know i've been tested and i got tested and the test was it was a i tested positively which is to say i tested negative <laughs> like did that whole bit and got oh my god <laughs> so good guys uh, trump so really is just a, he is a suburban dad in a rich man's body he is the fourth. <laughs> did you, you see what they did for him on the you White House lawn the other day? He's he's Ebenezer Stooge. Oh God! You All like right, that? dude, is the same person who wrote Pelosi's jokes writing yours right now? <laughs> is this the writing staff or the Big Bang Theory? Do you have? Hey, that was way better than uh, Doggy Do. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't even like, get someone. To oh, write you know, I'm just I'm just her. concerned about his weight, which is his weight class, which is uh, morbidly obese. He's uh, morbidly obese, and uh, you know, I just worry about it. <laughs> Ah, damn it, dude. Like, political rap battles, like, political verses (laughs) are so bad. It's like, she said he's morbidly obese. Like, he's just, like, he's pudgy. Morbidly obese is, like, the people on 600 pounds, like, the 600-pound show on TLC. That's morbidly obese. This dude's just, like, lightly chubby. He probably has a small wiener. Like, leave him alone. 
Also, you're alienating crucial voters that Democrats really need to win back over. Yes, you are. You're doing all of these things, and you're doing it while looking like a fucking wax figure that's on mm-hmm. fire. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I mean, in in the midst of the COVID pandemic, um, you know, if, if we didn't know most billionaires were trash people in the first place, like now we're getting a real inside glimpse, like an MTV Cribs special of how trash they really are. Um, billionaire, I would have to say like, one of those ones who's considered cool guy billionaire. You know, he's not like the other ones. He's a cool guy. He smokes <laughs> weeds. Are you, are you uh, talking about my guy? Elon Musk just mm. letting his trash spill out into the universe this week. Oh, man, what a fucking dope guy. Yeah. In addition to a pretty uh, fucking terrible article that came out from a small Texas town that's talking about uh, essentially, their SpaceX launch facility was built in this idealistic small Texas uh, beach town, and oh, ruined yeah. every single one of their lives. Yeah, just urban sprawled like across the map, just to fuck up some like nice peaceful area. Yeah, no, and they're trying to, you know, the lady who wrote the article was talking about how they do launches at like two, three in the morning, and they've exploded like eight out of ten times, just yeah, fucking debris. Which is hilarious. It's a nice insight on how bad they are at their jobs. Like Tesla's explode all the fucking time. Like literally, his rockets. Like the lady was saying that, like they, you know, do tests probably once a month, and she said more often than not, the rockets just explode. And everywhere is just covered in debris, and then they don't clean it up. God. Which is fucking awesome. And I think my favorite part about this whole thing, in addition to that, would be the Elon Musk throwing an absolute temper tantrum because California won't let him open up his factories oh, yeah. unless he follows protocols, which he doesn't want to do. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Elon Musk uh, is basically uh, being apartheided by the state of California. And it's... Damn shame, and I'm glad that he's found what he needed in Texas. Uh, I hope that uh, little baby uh, X Ash Archangel 12 Musk uh, <laughs> is able to adjust to the change in uh, scenery down in, in Tejas. And, it's uh, like, and I wish Grimes all the best uh, and wish you will return my phone calls. And you just you don't expect this kind of behavior from somebody who was born into a blood diamond fortune. I mean, it's just not what you expect. No, usually they're good with the blood diamonds. Like that. Yeah, usually they're good people and they're nice and they care about humans. Like yeah, notorious uh, human right respecter, uh, uh, Elon Musk. Now, Elon let me Musk, ask you a quick Elon Musk-related uh, question. It's just an opinion question, but do you think sure. he has commissioned the building of a robotic sex doll for himself? Because I believe he definitely does. He's actually such a super genius that he's probably gotten bored of building them for himself. Like, I, I picture Elon Musk. You know who Elon Musk reminds me of? Have you ever seen Grandma's Boy? Uh, No, obviously not. Okay, well, there's a character named JD in there that thinks he's a robot, and he honestly just reminds me of Elon Musk. And I think a lot of the reason I hate Elon Musk is because I used to work in a location that I will not disclose, but this fucking obnoxious motherfucker would come in there all the time, and he always wore this 4XL Elon Musk smoking a blunt hoodie. And I think I hate Elon Musk a lot because of that. 
That would probably do it. Uh, but also, Elon Musk has done plenty himself to deserve your scorn. Absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, I feel like my first like introduction to to who Elon Musk really was before I was just like, oh yeah, this rich guy he makes the cars, cool, uh, PayPal or whatever. Uh, was the uh, the minor children? The, remember the minor children or, or no uh, or not? Uh, uh, what were they doing in the fucking the kids that got trapped in the cave? Was oh it a mine that collapsed? Or what, whatever the deal with it was. Yeah, and he was like, something like, "I'm that. going to build a fucking uh, drill mech transformer, and we'll drill a hole." And the people of whatever country I were like, "That sounds really dangerous." And then they just found a guy who was a good swimmer, <laughs> and he got him out uh, by swimming. Yeah, <laughs> and then he got all mad and called the guy a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no! I didn't got- remember that part. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure that uh, the guy actually, because he sued after he got called a pedophile, because the dude was not actually a pedophile, yeah, so I, it was a uh, uh, libel or whatever, slander. Uh, <laughs> I think, it, yeah, it would be libel because he tweeted it. Um, but uh, um, yeah, so he, he called him, but he won. Elon Musk's lawyers won, and he he did not get in trouble for calling him a pedophile, well, even I though mean, he's. All the kids. Like, I mean, realistically, dude, Jacob Wool literally tries to invent uh, rape scandals against Democratic people like every two weeks. So how does he not like he should be in jail, probably or, I mean, at least like a mental facility? Like, it's because it's because they're funny, I feel, is why he hasn't gone to jail yet. I mean, the fact like Liz Warren being a dominatrix to a Marine, <laughs> that shit's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> You can probably like you got to keep it pretty like loosey goosey to keep a, uh, the parody thing intact because you can always just say oh, it was simply parodying uh, the Democrats. I think it's because he hasn't gotten in trouble because realistically, if you wanted to bring a lawsuit against him, like you have to address these things, and I think that's just too embarrassing and like not worth the time to prosecute this guy who has no money. You know, it's like Liz yeah. Warren would have to literally do a press conference denying the fact that she's a BDSM dominatrix. And I wish it would have worked because she, she takes bait. I feel like, Oh dude, she is the, yeah, she takes, she let the pod save America guys convince her to get a DNA test, which literally ruined her career. (laughs) She she let her entire political career get derailed by a podcast run by three dudes named John, (laughs) which is fucking awesome. And it's like they meant to help her, and they totally fucked her over. It's so good. Oh yeah, no. Like they didn't do that. Democrats are the definition of with friends like these, who needs enemies? No, exactly. And it's like, if you're gonna let Pod Save America derail your career, you shouldn't have had one in the first place. But I mean, the the crazy part about Elon Musk, though, that it makes me kind of shake my head is like all of this pretty irreparably bad things that he's done. That even like. You know, general Democrats are kind of just like, whoa, that that sucks. Yeah, they it's don't really just, want to. No. Isn't he red pilled now? Oh yeah, he's red pilled now for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. He switched. He what made else? the switch. Uh, <laughs> but the crazy thing is the people in his Twitter comments that are just simping for this man. Oh my God! Now uh, that one, there's that one meme of like the uh, uh, someone jumping in. I think it's a Simpson screen. Someone's jumping in front of a bullet. It's like weird nerds every time. Uh, 
somebody Elon Musk receives valid criticism from someone. Yes, else. dude, and it's so accurate. Like when the I was reading the comments under the rocket launch like story on Twitter, <laughs> and this guy was like, "You need to relax. He's trying to save humanity. Just because you can't enjoy your home without hearing <laughs> rockets take off." <laughs> Yeah, that guy. What a fucking twerp. <laughs> and he was 100% serious about this. He was literally yelling to this lady, like, how dare you? This is humanity's safety. Like, I'm sorry that random pieces of rocket just almost hit your house all the time. Boo-hoo. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is America. You should expect... Oh, God. Like, I'm... this lady has very valid criticisms. Like, a piece of a giant fucking four-ton rocket at any time could just plow through her entire home and kill everyone. And this guy's like, you need to leave Elon alone. Yeah, you actually don't understand his genius. Like, they're just they're just the weirdest stands ever. No, uh, I'm sorry, though. I, I audibly groaned, and I would like to explain why. Okay. Um, I was scrolling through Twitter, as is my want. Fantastic. Uh, and... Uh, came across Andrew Yang, who dropped, uh, if you remember ah. uh, any of the, the Pedisms of just like the, the faux folksy say, uh, sayings that he'd make up. Well, yes. here's one from Andrew Yang. Instead of praise, most essential workers would prefer a raise. Boo. Because like praise rhymes with raise. Isn't this the same fucking guy that instead of, you know, preaching the only thing he had going for his campaign, which is universal income, he tried to say that we need, like, a coupon book? Uh, yeah. This. I think oh. it was sort of like a, uh, you know, if we earn, uh, you know, we, we play enough games uh, in capitalism, then we earn uh, freedom bucks, and we can redeem them for cool skins. Uh, <laughs> and... and that's, uh, really that, pissed off that's why we don't actually need Medicare for all. Instead of a stimulus package, if I get an Andrew Yang loot box that includes coupons to Chili's, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> like, I get a box outside, and I, like, press it, and it starts turning a bunch of colors, and then just, like, spits out coupons and a blue hat. I'm going to be really mad. All of them are just, you know, they're not even legendary items. I didn't even get the legendary coupons. To his credit... Um, Yang did uh, sue, although I guess New York is appealing, but to uh, reopen the the New York primary after a judge voted to take every option other than Joe Biden off. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him that. He's done some good things in this campaign, but he's also just been a complete He's He schlock. cashed out. I mean, the fact that he, as soon as he dropped out, he was a CNN panelist. He's like, damn, dude, the grift is real. I mean, he always, he, he always said he was an entrepreneur first, so... Yeah, and I've been seeing a lot less blue hats and names on Twitter, which is pretty sweet. That's always a good sign that your uh, fan base is doing well. But uh, speaking of Twitter, I would like to uh, talk about what I would consider to be the best tweet I've ever seen. I mean, I'm being dead serious. I think it may be the best tweet I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. I was pretty proud of it last night. Uh, yeah, I forgot that you ran a Jimmy uh, Jardine fan account. No. <laughs> But my personal favorite tweet, which goes in line with kind of the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm just going to read the tweet, and I want to be the first U.S. citizen to blaze one with Biden in the dank Ooh. house. Yes. We're going to smudge those racist pepper, peckerwood particles out of the room with some Joe G. Kush. 
smudge those racist uh, peppercorns, was it? Peckerwood particles. Pe- peckerwood particles. Yeah, that's that's that common phrase me and all my stoner friends like to use whenever we uh, spark up some Joji Kush. Joji Kush. And it's uh, I would like to specify <laughs> that this is not. Now, if this tweet had come from, let's say, Felix Biederman of Chopper of Chopper <laughs> Trap House, it could it totally sounds like parody. It, the fact that it is not is baffling. It honestly, I feel like he should sue for copyright infringement because that sounds like <laughs> yeah. the shit that he would say as a joke. She definitely and, lifted his character. And yeah, but she lifted his character as a serious, actual character, which is hilarious <laughs> because uh, she literally posted this non-sarcastically. This was a hundred percent like wine mom, not even humor, just words. And <laughs> this is one of those things where I have been a proponent for legalizing cannabis for my entire life, pretty much. Um, obviously um, not when I was six years old watching Power Rangers, but like from teenage years on. Sure. And the one negative I've always said is that once white women get a hold of cannabis, it's it's a wrap. No, I'm starting to rethink uh, legalization uh, I'm starting to see what happens if uh, I think it should still like it should be decriminalized, yes. but it should still be illegal so Absolutely. that like people still don't want to do it. And then it's still cool um, because, yeah, this I mean, first of all, uh, Joe Biden is explicitly against the legalization of, of cannabis. That's actually my favorite part about the. Entire <laughs> like, like, she doesn't she even absolutely understand. would not. And like, why would they invite Zen Garden except vaguely <laughs> sounding? Uh, fucking, you know her name is Jennifer Ham. She legally changed it to Zenny Jardine, which I'm telling you is absolutely just the word Zen Garden changed to sound vaguely ethnic. Uh, oh my God, it really is. Absolutely, oh, the thought oh. process behind it. Uh, and uh, has like I guess purple hair sometimes. I don't oh, know. God, She's, and it's like she reminds me of uh, kind of a trend we've been seeing a lot at least over the last five or 10 years, basically since like 2010, which is all these people that used to kind of view cannabis and cannabis users as like banes of society, just kind of like dredges that shouldn't be like talked to or like interacted with. And now oh, is she anti-weed. I mean, she look no, but like she reminds me of all those people who are not anti-weed so much, but just thought it was like, Oh, people who smoke weed are stupid. It sneered at it. Yeah. But sure. now that it's legal, you know, they've replaced all their it's wine o'clock, uh, you know, couch pillows and live, love, laugh, uh, you know, wall hangings <laughs> with like it's dank time. No, they replaced the live, love, laugh with puff, puff, pass. Yes. Puff, puff, pass. Exactly. And like they've replaced all their like, you know, it used to be trendy to be like a mom who drank wine. But now it's like trendy to be a mom who like smokes weed, you know, cool mom. Oh, cool mom cool moms dude so like you know every meal that they create you know that's usually just like hamburger helper but with their own flair is now infused with like a little bit of cbd oil to like enhance the (laughs) now it's hemp burger helper oh my god mom that doesn't do anything that won't get us high and then she goes i'm so so toasted right now or some shit oh my god dude i'm I'm really i'm really zenning out (laughs) Look, I'm a proponent of CBD. I do believe it does have some benefits when it comes to actual medical uses, but like you don't need to put it in everything. Uh, but you certainly can. Yeah, no, you certainly can because it doesn't fucking do anything. 
<laughs> like it's the Splenda of weed. It's sugar-free weed. That's what it's, it is. It's diet weed. It literally is. It's like when people were like, I don't drink coffee with sugar. I put Splenda in it now because I don't want like <laughs> yeah. the energy rush. I just want the bitter taste and like fat. <laughs> decaf weed. It is. It's fucking decaf <laughs> weed. Like personally, I think anybody who drinks decaf coffee is a psychopath. Or they're an AA. Uh, mm. That's just me. I just don't see the point because coffee inherently doesn't fucking taste good. So like, unless you're trying to wake up in the morning, I don't really know why you were drinking decaf. Yeah, but the people who drink decaf coffee, it's not like they're drinking like decaf mocha lattes. They're drinking decaf Folgers out of a coffee machine. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, it maybe makes sense like at night if you want like the great taste of coffee with your dessert or something. Uh, But like people who drink decaf during the day are absolutely just trying to like get the magic back. It's it's, like pathetic and desperate. I mean, (laughs) I've been I've seen a new trend that's coming up pretty soon. It's not really a trend. I've just seen some people do it and it makes me laugh so hard. Are you ready for the most worthless like pairing of all time? Because I know you do. You have never been a cigarette smoker, so you don't know the magic of like a coffee and an American Spirit menthol directly. I know that. I don't. I've never like. I've had it before, but I don't. You know, I never had a cigarette habit, so I I never got like that. Oh, there's that Nick Fix feeling. I was just like, yeah, fuck it, I'll have a cigarette. Why not? It's because you're not a real goth. Uh, anyways, but. Uh, we will revisit this on the next episode <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> of Neoliteral, which will be entirely based on how much of a goth I am. Oh, yes. But I've seen this new trend. I've seen it a lot on the Internet. It's really stupid. Um, it's instead of people who used to have like heavy cigarette and coffee habits, what they'll do instead is they'll drink a tea or a decaf coffee and then smoke CBD cigarettes. That's just the most Karen thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. It's like when you want to be cool for, like, Instagram photos, but you don't want to harm your body. <laughs> which Speaking is of which, the coolest all these – have you seen all these videos of, for lack of better words, like, sorry, Karen is a great way to describe them. Uh, oh, all yes. these Karens uh, getting, like, arrested for, like, not wearing masks and just freaking the fuck out at the officers who, like, I will ne- I'm never the person to side with a cop. In no. any situation ever. Correct. But man, when the cop is actually in the right, because this woman is just like pulled over for like legit and just like, it's just like shrieking and yelling and like walking at him with her open hand as though she can just like repel him away by, by holy divine force that she is entitled <laughs> to. <laughs> like seeing them get dropped by a fucking taser that they absolutely, that the officer knew I should not have had to do this. It's not getting any joy out of doing any of his, like, sick perversions that he does with, like, you know, getting to Minorities. be racist or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, just, that's so fucking No, it is so like, good. And I love the videos of people who um, – they'll they'll shoot the video themselves of them freaking out on just an essential worker who's making nine seventy five because they're yeah. telling that person that they can't come in the store without a mask. Uh, my personal favorite one came from, uh, of all places, fucking Costco. Probably the only retail chain that I don't think is inherently evil. Um, uh, we'll revisit that later. Yeah, I mean, they do okay by their workers, which is, is about as good as you can do as a re- you know retail legend like that. But uh, the guy basically just rolls up on the Costco employee, and the employee's just kind of like, hey, you know, you can't shop here with no mask. You need to leave. And the guy was like, well, you should tell oh, that yeah. to all 3,000 of my Instagram followers. 
<laughs> cool. What, what a <laughs> shitty flex, dude. Like what? Isn't, like a Instagram, flex. like all bots anyway. It's not even that hard to get that many. No, it's not. It's like ninety percent bots. You could go on a website and get three thousand bots for like six ninety nine. <laughs> like it's not that hard. And the guy's like, he says three thousand in the way that like a millennial would say a hundred and fifty thousand. He's like, yeah, I got 3,000. And the guy just looks at him just like, like, doesn't want to tell him how pitiful that is, but he's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> oh, I totally, if I was a Costco worker in that situation, I would just been like, sir, that's not very much. Can you please leave the store? <laughs> <laughs> you have to have at least 10,000 to yell at me. Yeah, I'm sorry, sir. I won't actually be intimidated unless you have a K. And uh, <laughs> you, you saw this video, correct? I'm guessing. I'm pretty sure I did. I've seen a whole bunch of them. I mean, you want to guess what the guy looked like? Who had Uh, 3,000 Instagram followers? What did he look like? Fat white guy with Oakleys. No. What? I know. I know. Oh. I can't tell if all this is really bad or really good advertising for the Oakley brand. Uh, Exactly the people that want to buy Oakleys are going to see this and be vindicated by it. See, it's crazy because I remember like I used to work in optical for a long time. And I remember there was a very long period of time that Oakley's were the sporty sunglasses. Like they weren't the fat out of shape middle aged dad sunglasses. They were like what golfers wore and like baseball players. That's what happens to literally everything that uh, any sort of fashion thing that gets marketed at like, you know, the upper middle class. That's just its inevitable fate. Like. Calvin Klein used to be a thing, and now it's, like, in the discount aisle of fucking underpants out of TJ Maxx. Like, this is what happens to brands. Like, they become expensive, and then the only people that can afford them are the worst, and then that's just who they become associated with. I mean, it's so accurate. I mean, the the clientele that would come in and, you know, go for Oakley's was not a high-class clientele, let me just say. No. And my, my NDAs are up. I can talk about that. I don't care. Uh, they're, oh God, it was just a bunch of fat dudes named Greg. Mm, my people. <laughs> Dude, my people, you know, they got to get the fresh pair of Oakley's so they could take Sharon out to the Chili's, <laughs> you know, and lay some missionary pipe later on, mm. you know, date night, dude. But, and speaking of Chili's, obviously all the states are now reopening across the country, uh, which is great news for yep. everyone involved. So get on out there, uh, spend your economy bucks on the economy, uh, go to your favorite restaurants, uh, you know, pack them up nice and crowded, uh, just, you know, kiss strangers, uh, live yeah. uh, like you've been locked up for two months, uh, and uh, get on out there and uh, die for your country, just like uh, your grandparents did or will soon if they haven't already. Yes, because uh, you decided that you couldn't live two months without Applebee's jalapeno poppers. Well, the really frustrating thing is, like, it is about the time when we would expect, based on other countries that have been handling this crisis well, this is when we should have been able – had we done what we were supposed to, this is when it should start being okay to do this sort of thing. And we haven't really yes, done I mean, it but even that. countries that handled it well, I mean, China's being hit with another second wave as we I speak. Mean, 
Yeah, so like ours is just going to be dramatically worse. But like we're we're operating on just the outdated. You said it was going to be two months. That was in, and you said it was one month first, and then we're like, okay, we'll do it. And then you said thirty more days. It's like now we can't do it. No, we it, can't handle just, it. That's. I mean. Yeah, no, we can't handle two months of watching Netflix, even though that's what we do ninety percent of the time anyway. Yeah, Christ, what the behavior ultimately hasn't changed all that much. No, for a majority, vast I mean, majority, it hasn't. I, I, mean, choose, I think. I think this is weeding out. I think you can tell if somebody uh, is single uh, or in a relationship or in a like bad relationship uh, based on their response to COVID. I, I think people just don't want to be like with their shitty uh, spouses or children anymore, and, yeah. and they just all want to go outside. As a single person, uh, I'm I'm pretty okay. Yeah, I mean, I went outside for, like, the first time in a while yesterday for, like, an hour, and I'm like, yeah, I'm over this, dude. This is done. Uh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home and play 2K. The Wi-Fi barely reaches outside. Yeah, no, there's no NBA 2K outdoors. No. I I can't bid on lives outside. But, I mean, it really comes down. The craziest thing is all of the, uh, I'm interested, they should really do a reality television show about, post-covid divorce court that would be way too much of a tongue twister to sell america on i know i mean it's crazy because the the way america works financially and with capitalism in general is a lot of people stay in really terrible relationships because they have to financially and then covid made them actually spend time together and they crumbled and it's so funny yeah i just want to see uh uh like a TLC show about just parents that just hate their children now. <laughs> and it's just like 40 minutes of talking heads being like, Oh, little Brian's the fucking worst. That kid sucks. I can see why his, his teachers always called home and, and yelled about how shitty he was. God, maybe, I mean, maybe it wasn't like, their fault. Uh, I, I hate can't. Brian. And then it's 20 minutes of commercials. I can't handle Grayson, his Fortnite addiction anymore. Grayson. Bryson. What names are now. Oh, yeah. No, they're all super stupid. You know, this will be like a family of three. It'll literally be like Bryson, uh, McKaylee. And X Ash Archangel 12. (laughs) Okay, what is that kid's actual name, dude? That's how it's pronounced. X Ash Archangel 12. I hate that I know that, but that's how it is pronounced. Dude, that kid is going to get so much trim. Because I think... uh, (laughs) I think the state of California actually said they couldn't do it, so I don't know what happened with that. Wait, there's, like, na- there's name rules? There are. What? I didn't know that. I thought you the dumbest name. You think, can only like, have alphanumeric characters and uh, apostrophes and hyphens. Wow. I, You know what? And it's like I thought the dumbest name of all time like had been reached, and I think Elon Musk might have actually like passed it. Because I think Jason Lee's kid was named Pilot Inspector, and I thought that was the stupidest name of all time. Yeah, but, but I'm pretty sure this is just like this is the part of the movie where like everyone else has had a thing they've been doing and then like the nerd comes by and then just way overdoes it and like completely over like makes it impossible to ever top uh, and just ruins it for everybody else. And the thing everyone was doing was naming their kids weird shit. Do you think it'll start a trend? No, uh, maybe like a trend back to names like like Marcus and, and John or some shit. Like, <laughs> I was like, 
people are like, okay, I guess if that's the direction that names are going to go, let's just do simple one syllable names. Nothing flashy like, like Jennifer or like, <laughs> like just, just simple, like Mike, Steve, they're not even short for anything anymore. I'm going to start a new trend where you name your kid a regular name like Mike or like Dave, but it's only in binary code. Oh God. So it'll be like, okay, let's see. I, it's, uh, zero, zero, really... one, one, zero, zero, zero here. Uh, no, my name is actually Marcus. Pretty sure you can't do numbers. Depends on where you live, I guess. Oh, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Illinois will let you do stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the laws will change now. Maybe uh, some asshole is gonna harass a single clerk at the at the office of name changes or whatever, uh, and then they're gonna change the laws to allow for names like X Ash Archangel Twelve. You know what? Um... Instead of protesting the governor's office, let's uh, head down to the whatever department handles naming. Uh, bring your guns. Yes. Uh, I'm going to my daughter COVID-19. And <sighs> ain't no lawman going to stop me. You, you know what? You could stop it by spelling it out. <laughs> it's like a 47-letter name, but it'll be sweet. And she will have a lot of problems growing up, and no one will like her, and that'll be a problem for you as well. Oh, you you sleeping with COVID-19? Yeah, she's already gone around the whole town. (laughs) Oh, gross. (laughs) But, I mean, wrapping up, do you have any other – my prediction, obviously, from last episode has not come true. I mean – What was the prediction exactly again? My prediction was that during a live stream, uh, Joe Biden would start jerking off like Jonah Hill from Wolf on Wall Street. Uh, yeah, no, that was weird. I don't think that you should have gone that way quite. I don't think he, he does a lot of self-pleasure. I think he expects other women to do it for him. And that's yeah. why I kind of like rub up against him. But I do, I do wonder how far away we are from Joe Biden saying the N-word. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. I mean, we got as close. I was trying to remember. I was like, was that what his prediction was? Uh, no, uh, that's a good that. one. We got close. We did. We got very close to what could only be. How would the liberal media handle that? Mm, they'd be fine with it. You think they would be like, okay, the word's fine now? Yeah, I, I don't actually think there's anything Joe Biden could do. They're so desperate to counter the Trump energy that they are fulfilling uh, Trump's prophecy of like he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and no one would stop him. No, and people like, said I, that I, that was ridiculous. Joe Biden time. now has that effect because they're so desperate to beat him. No, he really does. He has the he's invincible to criticism from a certain populace of the Democratic Party because he's just like that's all they have. No, I, they're at, they're they're trying to learn how to do rank and file, and they're doing it on the dumbest training dummy they could find. Um, no, they are, and it's like but, they're ruining uh, their own careers to like simp for this man, and it's yeah. not going to work out well, and it's. Honestly, very entertaining to watch. Our country's uh, a shithole, and it's not going to get any better with either of these guys. So realistically, the best advice I can give to anyone listening is just sit back and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just got to look at it as a... Um, there's no hope. No, there's no hope. Think, um, think of it like a roller coaster that uh, they just barely forgot to finish building. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just got to sit back. I had to take, just... take the ride, but except you're actually going to die. It's not all going to be okay. You know what I would do for the de- the actual debate to go on? Because I don't foresee it actually. God, I, hope it I hope it does. 
I, and you know I, what? I, it's the little things like that that should keep us all hopeful. Uh, and so, dear listener, uh, I would I would just say that uh, there could be some very hilarious televised debates in the near future. So not all hope is lost. We'll get in a good little laugh uh, um, as we shuffle along this mortal coil. Uh, I, I really wish they'd let the VPs debate. Uh, I really wish they'd let the VPs debate because I'm thinking of a Klobuchar Mike Pence debate and it's making me so happy right now. No, Sons debate. Oh, yes. Oh, which Trump, though? Are you kidding? Don. Are you going to put Don Jr. up there? You think they're going to let Eric out of the attic? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, my God. Pleasure. Hit me up next week. Uh, My official prediction uh, is uh, Joe Biden uh, gets real close to saying the N-word, but catches it. Oh, okay. That's, that's my. We should do an end of the week prediction in all the shows going forward. What is he going to catch himself and say, Ninja? No, he's he's gonna. Now listen here, and then he's gonna like. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what he does. So stay tuned and find out. Okay. Right. Um, I have a two part prediction. Um, that honestly, part one is just something I kind of like. Hope happens. I think uh, Nira Tandon gets really, really fucked up by COVID and changes mm. her stance at least somewhat on Medicare for all. No, she's going to use it to praise whatever private health insurance she has. You think so? I think that at least my it's like I said, it's hopeful. I hope that like, in some way. Wow, I love my copay. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, for making my copay only $600 to get tested it, you're probably right i just hope in some way shape or form this opens her eye to be like okay i um i'm a terrible person but it probably won't um my other prediction is in the next week um the k hive will implode kamala harris will officially be ruled out and we will see a max ex- exodus of b emojis from twitter bios um, all right well and joe biden i'm still out. I'm still holding firm that he will start jerking off in the live stream very soon. I, I know it's going to happen. Every day we get closer. I just want that one brave intern to hold up a picture of Sandy from Greece in a poodle skirt and watch his mind just implode. That's all it's going to take. He's going to be like, ah, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, Jack. I remember her when I went to go get a malt at the malt shop. That's it. Just That's awful. all it would take. <laughs> Wait, what? Just awful. You think Joe Biden doesn't, you know, do you think Joe Biden has a Pornhub account? Yeah. I think this is an excellent place to end the episode. (laughs) (laughs) These are the questions, these are the hard-hitting questions that need to be asked. I'm sorry. Oh. (laughs) Integral journalist. And I have integrity and ask the hard-hitting questions. Yeah, you found the word. Yeah. All right. But, uh. Catch us next week. Uh, listen to my other podcast, Will This Ever End? Uh, listen to Dane's many lectures. Mm. Uh, Available on uh, on TED Talk. All of them. I, I actually am the ghostwriter for all TED Talks. Uh, yeah, and he's also the ghostwriter for Nancy Pelosi's, you know, zingers. Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to tell her how to land a joke one of these days. Oh, God, I don't think it's possible. I think she's too far gone, dude. She's like, she's rocking SNL level jokes right now. 
Zoom yeah. SNL. Not even regular. But catch us next week. We'll be back. We are Neoliteral. Thank you for listening. You got any fine words for the people before we go? Uh, if you're having trouble uh, figuring out if you want to vote for Trump or Joe Biden, uh, 